Please remain standing and turn your Bibles, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15, and we'll read verses 1 to 8 today. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, He was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James and then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time. And may God add his rich blessing to the reading of this portion of his holy word. Will you pray with me, please? Again, our Father, we thank you that you have spoken to us And we pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would come and speak to us now, that we would hear the voice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, and hearing his voice, his sheep would know him and follow him and offer our hearts to him promptly and sincerely in spite of the inability and sin of the preacher. In Jesus' name, amen. Be seated, please. We come today to the end of a three-part mini-series on the gospel or the good news today. So far we have seen that Jesus died for our sins and that he was buried, the last two uh, messages. Now, the gospel, Christ was raised from the dead. On August the 17th, 1501, While exploring Brazil, the Italian explorer Amerigo Vespucci concluded that this part of the world could not be the eastern edge of Asia as Columbus maintained it was. Instead, he believed that a new continent had been discovered, a continent that would come to bear a feminized version of his name, Amerigo. Vespucci coined a phrase to describe this part of the world that stuck. He called what we now know as the Americas the New World. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the beginning of a new world. There is no gospel, no good news if Jesus was not really and truly raised from the dead. Look at verse 17. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins. 
then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable or the most miserable. And in this chapter, which we shall look over, all of this chapter will certainly not exhaust it, be relieved to know, I'm sure. The apostle shows us how the resurrection is the beginning of the new world by taking us back to the beginning of this world. He compares the resurrection of Jesus with the creation of the first man, Adam. Jesus and Adam. Let's get to it. First in this passage, we see death and life. Death and life. Look at verse 21. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Death came through Adam. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12 says, Therefore... Just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. You remember the Lord told Adam, the day you eat of the forbidden fruit, you shall surely die. And Adam turned against God. Adam and Eve did not just get curious about what that fruit must have tasted like? No. The devil told them they would become like gods if they ate it. It was the desire to be God, to promote himself and take over. So they took and they ate and they died. They began to deteriorate and ultimately die physically. But when the Lord came and found Adam and Eve hiding in the garden and put them under the curse, they were banished, banished from Eden, banished from the presence of the Lord, cut off from Him. That's death, spiritual death. So death, spiritual death, separation, alienation from God, and physical death entered the world through one man who sinned. So life came through one man who did not sin, Jesus Christ. One man sinned, 
one man was obedient. One man failed. One man succeeded. One man alienated us from God. One man reconciled us to God. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. We see death and life. Secondly, in this chapter, we see natural and spiritual. Natural and spiritual. Look at verse 42, all the way down to 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There's a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Now to explain the resurrection, Paul goes even further back than the sin of Adam and the death that it brought. He had compared the success of Jesus with the failure of Adam, the resurrection of Jesus with the death of Adam. Now he goes beyond that, further back. He compares the resurrection of Jesus with the creation of Adam. Before sin ever entered the world. Look at verse 45 again. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. He quotes from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 7, the creation of Adam. It says, And the Lord formed the man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. That's what Paul quotes in 1 Corinthians 15, 45. God breathed into Adam's nostrils, formed him from the dust, breathed in his nostrils, breath of life, he became a living being. Again, this was before sin. Now, go back a verse to 44. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Now, verse 46. However, the spiritual is not first but the natural and afterward the spiritual. The first man was of the earth made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. Adam was made. You know the Lord made Adam from the dust of the earth. 
That's the natural body. Paul says the natural comes first, then the spiritual. Jesus, in His resurrection, transformed His body. Paul says the body that dies and is buried is sown. It is a natural body. But it is raised a spiritual body. Now that does not mean that the body ceased to be physical. Jesus was raised physically. Doubting Thomas. His hands, his feet, his side still had the scars of his wounds. He was raised in the same physical body. But it was transformed. In the resurrection. Verse 45 again. And so it is written, the first man Adam became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. That's talking about the Holy Spirit. Now Jesus, we know He did not become the Holy Spirit. The Son and the Holy Spirit are two distinct persons. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three persons, one God. Jesus didn't turn into the Holy Spirit, nor did His body cease to be a physical body. But without ceasing to be a physical body, it became a spiritual body body. And we know that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Ghost and born of the Virgin Mary from the moment of his conception. The man Jesus always had, the Holy Spirit. Nevertheless, one of the great biblical theologians of our time Dr. Richard B. Gaffin says, His resurrection glorification brought about a conjunction between the incarnate Christ and the Holy Spirit that did not exist previously. For Christ, the resurrection resulted in an unprecedented possession of the Spirit and an unprecedented transformation of by the Spirit. This possession and transformation was so climatic, so complete and permanent, that Christ and the Spirit are now one. Paul deems that oneness expressed adequately and appropriately by saying that Christ, as the last Adam, became the life-giving Spirit. You see... To be as plain as we can about reality that is so far over our heads. In the resurrection, 
the human body of Jesus Christ was transformed in order to be inhabited by the Holy Spirit in a way that not even He had been before. You know, what Adam did not get to eat in the Garden of Eden was as tragic as what he did eat. There was another tree in the garden. The tree of life. And when the Lord kicked Adam and Eve out of Eden, he placed the cherubim, the angels with flaming swords to keep them from the tree of life. When he sinned, Adam forfeited the opportunity for eternal life. He lost the opportunity to be transformed from the natural to the spiritual, to have the Holy Spirit. This was why the Holy Spirit was never poured out before Jesus came and finished His work. The Holy Spirit is God. He's he's always existed. He's always been active, but He was not poured out on His people until Jesus finished His work, was raised and ascended and sent Him down on the day of Pentecost. The gift of the Holy Spirit was lost in the sin of Adam. Jesus had to achieve our salvation by His life of obedience, His death for our sin and resurrection for us to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that brings us to our final consideration. We see death and life, natural and spiritual And thirdly and finally in this passage, we see earthly and heavenly. Earthly and heavenly. Look at verse 49. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Again, Paul goes back to the creation. God made Adam in his image. And then Adam sinned. And after he sinned and was banished from the presence of God, we read that Adam had a son in his image. We bear the image of Adam, the man of the earth. Paul says, We shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. When God breathed the breath of life into Adam and he became a living being, Adam was able to pass his image to his children. And Adam's image passed down to us. We are all in the image of Adam. But in Acts chapter 2, 
verses 32 and 33, the apostle Peter says, This Jesus God has raised up of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He poured out this which you now see and hear. When Jesus was raised and ascended to the throne, He received the promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father. As Adam had the breath of life to pass to his children. Jesus has poured out the Holy Spirit given to him. Adam died spiritually when he sinned. We bear Adam's image. That means we are sinners, and by nature, we are dead, spiritually. To have life, we must have the Holy Spirit, God in us. Jesus died to take away the sin that has separated us from God so that we can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit now. And as Jesus was raised and transformed and adapted to the Holy Spirit in His resurrection, so will His people be adapted to the new spiritual world. Jesus, in verse 20, is called the first fruits of all who have fallen asleep. What happened to him in his resurrection will happen to all his people who have accepted and received and have true faith in him. So Paul concludes, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye to last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you trusted 
Jesus Christ? Have you received the gift of the Holy Spirit? Will you be changed? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.